So where are you from? Um, I, yes, um, I was born and raised in Cincinnati and I went to school in Nashville, Tennessee. So I love it there. A lot of my friends are there. I have a lot of roots there now too. Um, but I also live here. Um, I accepted the full-time job and my boyfriend is out here. So I feel like I'm going to be here for a while too. So so your boyfriend kind moved of out where I came to from. Indianapolis? Mm-hmm. Wow. He lives in the boy's house. Okay. And so does is, is he have a position with Shepard or is he living at the house and working someplace else? He is doing house swap. Um, wow. So he lives at the boy's house, works somewhere else, but also right now he's doing all like the landscaping and stuff for Shepard. Okay. So it's, yeah, I've, I've been learning more and more about that, um, where it's like somebody can, you can stay in shepherd housing, but you, you contribute so many hours for a specific job or role mm-hmm. during the week for that, for the house swap scenario. Yeah. yeah. I think it's cool. really cool. So I was about to say like, no to the full-time job because I didn't want to do long distance for another year. What, what school were you at in Nashville? Sure, Rebecca. Okay, Trevecca Nas. So in, in Cincinnati, um, what, what, um, were you connected with the church, part of a church growing up at all? Yeah, so um, I went to Springdale Church of the Nazarene okay. in Cincinnati. They're famous for a big softball tournament that they do. Um, but that's kind of how we're known. But it's a pretty big Nazarene church over in Cincinnati. So do you, do you know a guy named Chris Bean? Oh, yeah, I know him. One of the reasons that I've just tried to embrace the the weekly rhythm of connecting with somebody that's either an intern or a fellow or moving from a fellow to be staff is so that I can learn from all of you what it's like to be there and live there and why you're why you're there and why that's been important to you. Um, So you've you've come there from Nashville. Did you, did you like graduate from school there and come straight to Shepherd? Um, if I would have graduated on time, I would have, but I graduated a semester early. So I actually finished school right before COVID exploded. Okay. I graduated in December of 2019. Um, and then I started at Shepherd in July of 2020. Whoa. So it's like, yeah the height of covid oh yeah man what was that like to start up there like you had a normal school year before things got crazy that next semester for everybody i'm truly blessed tell me about starting up there what like what was that like coming in in july of 2020 um it was honestly smoother than i thought it was going to be Um, It was a lot of Zoom calls and only being on like videos and not being next to people in the Zoom calls because you had to keep distance. Um, But honestly, at that time, we were busy. um, Like we had to set up mini Hartman still. Like it was still kind of a construction zone when I came and then our opening day was like 
the second week of August. So I moved it's in that the new. end of July. Mm-hmm. Wow. I yeah, I moved in like the last week of July ish around there. So we had about two and a half weeks to get that building from like construction zone to infants sleep here. So it was a lot. Wow. Yeah. So you were thrown into it with a mask and everything. Oh yeah. Shepard gave me some masks. So <laughs> uh, why did you choose to come to Shepherd and to serve in the fellowship for a year? Well, that's a funny story. Well, um, I had two other options that both um, got canceled because of COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I remember Shepherd was on my radar at the beginning because at Trevecca we visited Shepherd and they said that this was one of the very best um, like organizations where the church itself is in the community and of the community and for it. So we came here twice actually to Shepherd, And I remember on the way home, I called my mom and I was like, this trip was awful. I just did not like it. It was like, it was, there's just a lot of like people that I didn't, you know, love the presence of from like school and stuff. But I was talking to my mom and I said, mom, Indianapolis might be the one city that I'd be willing to move to without ever like being established there. Like, I don't really have any family here. I don't have any like friends. I mean, like now I do, but before when I moved here, I didn't. And right when I said those words, I knew that like the Lord was just gonna put me here. So, yeah. Um, I had talked to Colton and filled out the application to be a fellow. I really wanted to work in like the family services part of Shepherd. Um, but it just worked out that I had a lot of childcare experience and they needed people to work in this childcare facility. So I said, sure, I love babies. So that's kind of how I got put there. And then you're jumping in and you're still kind of construction zone and you've got two weeks to go and then it and then it starts up what's what's the startup like um it was very slow um I think it was um a little like just a little discouraging especially for like my um, directors just because like the very first day we had four kids and like two of them were from staff members so it was like Oh, no one. Oh, sorry. I was like, no oh, no one's like here. And we have this big grand opening and whatnot. But um, it was really the best way to start. I don't think any of us were really prepared to have like 50 kids on day one. But um, eventually it picked up and now we're just full swing over it. So. Yeah. And so you worked with Redette. I do. Well, I work alongside. I don't work like in the same classroom as her, but yeah. Um, What's a typical day look like in Um, in Minnie Hartman in in your role as a fellow? um, Well, I'm an opener. Um, So I, well, I'm not the only opener and I'm not there the earliest I get there at 6 15 in the morning oh yeah because that's when the first baby gets there early Um, morning stuff oh yeah 
which is why I also get off at 245. So that's really, really nice. Yeah. But, um, and then for the first hour, it's just me and the little baby who's still asleep. So I just kind of hold him and rock him um, and, you know, open the classroom, put on sheets on the mat, put sheets on the mattresses if that's necessary, you know, like pull out toys, finish the laundry that was done the night before. Um, that's kind of like in the beginning, right when I get there um before the baby because he usually shows up like 30 minutes after and then it's pretty chill um I can do like my lead teacher responsibilities like lesson planning or doing like observations for the kids um and then more and more babies show up and then um depending on how old they are they get like bottles or they get like um mini Hartman breakfast like bananas or applesauce or oranges or something and then we lay them all down for morning nap well we also change diapers and stuff there's a lot of gross things that go into babies but whatever yeah um there's a lot of gross things that come out of babies yeah, that's true <laughs> yeah so we make sure they're all fed and changed and happy and then we put them all down for their morning nap and that's when we can get cleaning done from like cleaning the bottles that need to be cleaned, you know, wiping down the table that has smashed banana all over it, sweeping up the floor that all, like from all the food that's been dropped, um, sanitizing toys and stuff because we have to do that a lot. And then by the time we're done with that, you might get to breathe for a couple of seconds and then all the babies wake up. And then you kind of just do it again, but lunch. Uh-huh. So. When you said lead teacher um, prep, what does what does that all entail? Um, so infants more or less follow a lesson plan. It's not like a conventional lesson plan where you're sitting on the children down and reading a story and talking about colors and numbers because they're infants. You're working on like like social emotional skills. You're working on uh, like large motor yeah large motor skills and small motor skills and eye movement and like figuring out like if they need help in a certain area so we do a lot of like sounds and you know yeah so um you can like lesson plan so a lot of like what goes into that for me is like oh we're gonna play on the crawling butterfly and we're gonna talk about butterflies and we're gonna talk about the circles on the butterfly and what color the butterfly is and taking turns and stuff. So I kind of just like put that onto paper. It doesn't necessarily, like the paper lesson plan doesn't necessarily like explain exactly what happens in the infant room because, you know, sometimes you send them home in a clean diaper and fed and that's all you can do in the day. Like sometimes all you can do is keep them alive and happy but then um but like the lesson plan is like a guide to um how to help the baby grow best it's about growing not necessarily learning yep um and then we also do observations so we do like um checklist observations which are like three to six months they should be doing this 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 Okay. And this is like always, sometimes, never. And then there's warning signs. And then they have that for different ages. And then there's also like, hey, I saw him reach for 
this rattle and he held it in one hand and switched it to another hand, which is mm -hmm. a developmental goal for like a nine month old. Right. So like, if you're able to document that, it just shows proof that you are working with the child and they are growing the way that they should be. Yeah. Which maybe an outside observer would hear and, 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 and think, well, what's like, what's the big deal with that? Like, of course, babies are, are doing that. But what what you're doing and what Minnie Hartman means for those kids and their their moms, their parents, um, is just this awesome resource that helps nurture them along. And so you're like investing on a daily basis into the into like the the mental, emotional, physical, social well-being of, of this child and the person that they're going to grow into, like you're planting all these tiny little, little seeds and then kind of watching where they grow. Is that a, mm -hmm. is that a fair enough description yeah. of, of what you do? Yeah. It's a lot of like, I'm doing this and I'm hoping that this love that I'm showing you right now sticks, mm. you know? Do you get that sense in, in the middle of it of like, you know, I'm, <laughs> changing diapers and i'm tired um i'm exhausted my patience might be thin um you know nothing's gone the way it's supposed to on this on this given day in the midst of it what what keeps you going and and putting that next you know step in front of the other of what i'm doing is important it makes a difference it's worth doing and i and i'm here for it um, so I've actually kind of recently just had this, like, not epiphany, but like, um, for nap time, we use like some sort of like sleep sound, whether it's lullabies or like ocean waves or, you know, just yeah. white noise. But recently, um, I found a 12 hour version of an instrumental adaptation of the blessing, uh, that Carrie Job sings. Okay. Um, and the very first time I heard that song, I was just like, this is amazing because it's like, you know, just like that scriptural blessing. That's just like over your children and your children's children and their children. Um, so we've been listening to that 12 hour version of the song and I'm just singing it in my head over and it becomes a kind of prayer for these kids because during nap time, you sometimes have to hold a kid for a really long time, whether it's the same kid or you put them down and have to pick up another one. So I'm able to just sit there, rock, and look at their precious little sleeping faces and sing this blessing over them. And it just kind of like rocks my world because I'm like, mm. this child could, you know, go on to greatness and their children's children could follow the Lord and or like find the Lord. And I just think that would be amazing. And I'm like, and I'm here to sing this song to these kids, to pray for these kids like that I know that's why I'm there right now you know wow I'm glad I'm, I'm just grateful that you're able to to like live into that perspective because that's the type of stuff that um it it just helps you endure through the hard stuff right it helps you and we're all human so some we show up to do the the tasks and roles and jobs that we're doing some days we feel like it and some days we don't but you but you choose it. Um, and in those moments when you know that you're having such an impact on a fellow human being and in the name of and love of Christ, and it's such a formative time in their lives, 
um, it just, it warms my heart to hear you describe it and see your smile and just, and, and see that, you know, that what you're doing is, is good and, and, and worth it and making a, a difference in those kids' lives. And in that, that neighborhood, um, in the lives of those moms, my understanding of Minnie Hartman, and please expand my understanding of it because it's, per, it's pretty narrow, but is that most of, of who is like being helped here are, are single moms who have jobs that they're trying to provide for their family um, and their, their kids are able to be in this nurturing environment while they're working? Um, yes and no. I'd say about 50% of our students come from lower income um, parents that might not be single moms, but it could just be like people struggling to find work. Um, we do accept CCDF, which is like the, I don't know if you know, but it's like the Indianapolis childcare voucher so that okay. if you are working full-time, you can give this to the school and then, um, so we do have a decent amount of students on that. I couldn't give you a number or a percentage, sure. but I do know that we have students on that. Um, but then what I've really seen is just like the graciousness that Minnie Hartman has for the employees that we employ that are from the neighborhood and the parents of this, like parents of the children that live in the neighborhood that maybe need an extra day for a payment or need to figure out a way to pay for it or need to take their child out of the childcare for a couple of days because they can't afford it. Because a lot of daycares would be like, no, you have to pay for that day, whether your child is here or not. Right. And yeah. if your child isn't coming, we're gonna give your spot to someone else. But Minnie Hartman is just like, we'll work with you. We want to be a childcare facility. We're not here to make the big bucks, you know? Um, so that's where I see it a lot. I was like, this is not how normal daycares are run. And I like it, you know? Yeah, me too. I like it. The more I learn about it and, and hear each of you that are part of it share. Um, I'm, I'm curious out of your overall experience as um, a part of Shepherd this year and being a part of the fellowship. Um, what have, what, what's been some experiences uh, that have been shaping for you this year? um a lot of it has just been like stepping up to the plate and being the person that does the thing that needs to be done um or you know being the pinch hitter that is just called upon randomly and you just kind of have to do it you know and you don't have much notice um so like for example i did live at the big house with all the girls um and then they said hey covid's a thing we're gonna move you out and will you be one of the people to move out to a random apartment that's two miles away and then i was like sure because at the time i didn't think i could say no because i was like i don't know you're my boss you're asking me to do stuff so i'm gonna do it 
Um, but I found out later that tons of people didn't want to. And I was like, oh, well, I don't really care. So um, like I moved to that house and then a couple months later we moved to this house. So it's been a lot of like flexibility and like, mm. you know, very quick changes, but like I have felt loved by Shepard throughout the whole thing. Um, like when we were first trying to move into this house, it wasn't done yet. And they were like, hey, you're moving in today. And we said, um, are we? Because <laughs> it's not painted yet and there's still plastic up everywhere. And they were like, oh no, don't do that. So, um, like, you know, they bought us dinner because we had to move all of our food over here. Yeah. We had to move all of our stuff over here, but we were basically living out of suitcases for a couple of days and they, you know, sent us emails apologizing and buying us food. <laughs> so it was just like, Hey, thank you for hanging in there. Um, so that was a neat experience. Yeah. It's, it's good when we're able to choose choose the change it's another thing to like just have to roll with it because it just kind of keeps happening um and it shows a resiliency in you too naomi i mean that's that's something to be uh, proud of and and admired i think i i deeply value that um so when did you when did you move into the house that you're in what month was that january february okay. i think it was just, february just this calendar year then Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. we moved to we moved out of the girls' house in October, and then from October, November, December, January, we lived in an apartment, and then we moved here in February. Okay, so you've lived in three places since you've been at at Shepherd. Wow. Yeah. Um, and did you you said it's Kelsey that's also there in the house, or are there other people too? Yes. So Kelsey. I share a room with her. This is a three-bedroom house, so me and her yeah. share the biggest room. Um, and then Cassie Appleton, she was a fellow turned staff member too. Okay. Um, and then Liz Weichers is mm -hmm. a fellow, um, and she also lives here. Okay. Cool. Uh, I'm curious about your your role transition from being in the fellowship for a year to now joining the staff with Shepard, if I understood right, when I was clarifying your role, um, mm -hmm. how did that, how did that come about? What does that mean? What, what changes in this, in this new transition? So as far as like my job in the daycare, nothing really changed. I was doing the lead teacher responsibilities and stuff far before I was um, like, you know, being paid and being recognized as a full-time staff. But Diana would tell you any day that she would have wanted me to be on like the full-time yeah. staff, like sure. way before I was. But, you know, I, I'm not bitter because I agreed to do the year fellowship. I agreed, you know, to do this job for 12 months. And whatever that job entailed, I agreed to do it. So I'm not like mad about it. I'm just like, oh, now I'm more excited to do things. I'm like, okay, so now I'm getting the recognition, like not necessarily recognition, but it is one of my strengths. Like when people recognize my like abilities, it makes me want to do more. Yeah. So now I'm like, oh my gosh, I could do all of these crafts and I could do all of these things to send home for the parents for Mother's Day and Father's Day. So I'm just a bit more like, into it now yeah um like released released mm -hmm. to like really live in and lean into the role 
when, yeah. when did when did you go from fellow to staff member label may 31st i believe is the date on the books okay um but it's kind of a funny story um for me transitioning from fellow to staff because i did i tell you this i don't know because i was planning on saying no that i didn't want to you did and then they were like please and i was like eh. and then um I don't know if you know Colton, but he was kind of the one that got Anthony his job, that got Anthony moved out here. Because they were like, well, move him out here. Will you please stay? And I was like, okay. And then they're letting me stay in fellow housing for another year. So it really just felt like the Lord was leading me and opening all these doors. Like all these doors that I thought couldn't be opened were just opened. And now I'm just here and living and it's good. So you have a unique perspective in, in um, having been a fellow and now being a staff person. So let me ask you a, per, let me ask you a question um, as a staff person uh, from, from specifically from that perspective of what, what do the interns and the fellows mean to the staff? Like how do how do those how do those roles help support the staff so that they are able to do what their jobs are? And I don't want to be too leading to the question. I think it's too late. I'm, I might have already, but I'm just I'm just wondering as a staff person. Like, do you see interns and fellows? We need them because of this reason or that reason. Like, does this make sense? What I'm asking? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, specifically in Minnie Hartman. It would just be like such a blessing for me to talk about my experience as a fellow. Well, first of all, it would be a blessing because I'll have an extra set of hands to feed a child and an extra, you know, like another person is just always helpful. Um, And then um, I just like have a person and I'd be able to talk about how, well, this is why the fellowship works for me. This is why like you are so necessary and so needed um and this is how i think it could work for you if you apply yourself and if you say yes or say no to some things you know like if you challenge and stretch yourself i think it'd just be really cool to be able to speak that into another person Mm. obviously they'd have to be like in my classroom where i can talk to them regularly but um yeah i don't really see fellows outside of Minnie Hartman, because that's where I work. That's where your focus is. That's where that's where your role is. And so mm-hmm. you, you, you might have some interaction with them or opportunity to do different things maybe throughout the week, but everybody's kind of, you've got some, it's like, it's a multiple highway thing going on here with Shepherd, and everybody's kind of got a lane and there's not a lot of lane changing and crossover. Yeah. You kind of go in your lane and everybody's kind of headed that, that direction. Um, and that that, fo- that focus is is really important. But I, when I think about all of you, um, and just your different roles, and then the staff and everything, it's just, um, I don't I don't know. It's 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 in my imagination from from a distance. But it's just, it's this team. It's just doing their. Everybody's functioning like in in their in their place and in their roles to like show love to the neighborhood and for people to be you know helped along the way and 
and helping them take that next step in, in life towards um, health and well-being and, and, and uh, family wholeness. And I don't know, I, I'm, I might have a really idealistic perspective as an outsider to what you do every, every single day, but I have a lot of respect for it. And doing everything I can to get other people involved with it too, and talking about it, and thinking about it, and considering to come um, be a part of, of what you're doing at Shepherd. I'm trying to help get more people to come be in that setting with you, Naomi, so that they can hold some babies and invest in kids like like you're doing. Um, what what's something that the Lord's teaching you, like? like overall you talked about flexibility and and how that's been shaping and everything but is is there something in your time at shepherd so far that you feel like um the lord's spirit is just kind of keeps bringing up or driving home or just something along that lines that's that's helped shape and form you um i mean like i hesitate in saying it because it's kind of like I don't really, it's teaching me like a lot of leadership skills. Um, and that's kind of like what it's forcing me to do in a way because uh, Diana, my director was like, okay, you're going to be lead teacher over all the infant classrooms. And I'm like, that's a big job. I graduated college like only a year and a half ago. And that's like a big job for a fresh college grad. Um, at least it feels fresh because COVID happened, but like yeah. a lot of like pushing to do the leadership skill, like to learn the leadership skills and pushing to ask the questions and delegating tasks and, you know, like instilling conf confidence in others that they can do the job that like, like they're doing it well, they're doing it right. You know? Mm -hmm. um, so it's just kind of been like, a crazy ride just learning what it looks like if I were to lead people mm -hmm. that's crazy and have you been involved in leadership roles along the way and in, in not really I've always college? been a very independent person a very like detail not like detail oriented but very like organized person but I've never done like SGA or like in any like honor society things so right. yeah so you can do the details do the organization but you've never taken those and had other people to help or to, to other people to organize in in executing on those things and 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 now you're um you have the opportunity through the situation to develop some some leadership kind of muscles and what that what that's like for naomi to be a leader of other people um, in something that you're passionate about. Yeah, I think it comes. Oh, sorry. I think it comes with a lot of like, I wasn't confident enough hmm. before. And I'm kind of like gaining the confidence to, you know, lead. I think that's probably a better way to put it. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for sharing that, clarifying that. Um, I'm not going to keep you much longer. I really appreciate you taking time after you got done on a Friday to spend some time with me. Um, one other question I, I was just curious about is just any advice you have for someone that's considering uh, applying for the fellowship 
at Shepherd, what they should be thinking about, what they should um, be excited about, just any, any words of wisdom um, that you would like to bestow upon anyone out there listening and however the Lord might guide and lead them. Well, my very first thing would be pray about it, but that's like the Bible school answer, but it's also a very important thing to do. Gotta pray um, about it. Pray about it. Don't be afraid to ask questions. I was very afraid to ask questions. Um, and then also like be ready for the ride of your life because it's crazy, but like crazy in a good way that like you'd never experience anything outside of Shepherd that is similar to Shepherd. You know, one day you're like at the academy and then the next day you're knocking on doors for neighbors. Mm. So it's a lot of flexibility too, but like, it's fun. You know, you got to have like that open mind to be able to like jump through these hoops in order, you know, to just reach the neighbors in order to, you know, be show the gospel, be Jesus to them. And I think that's obviously like the heart of it all is you have to have a heart for the Lord, which goes back to the prayer. Yeah. No, that's really, really good. Naomi, thank you. I I so appreciate you letting me get to know you in in kind of this, this venue and sharing your heart and just being um, uh, super generous with sharing story and, and, um, what this journey and the fellowship and now on staff has meant to you. And I know you're so appreciated uh, at Shepherd and with Shepherd and that, you know what, you just, you find what you're doing rewarding and that's, and that's why you're there. Um, but the Lord sometimes uses others to kind of poke and prod and like, Hey, you can stay in the house and we'll move your boyfriend here. Like I, I just, <laughs> I, I love the links that Shepherd leadership is willing to go when they found someone that they know has got the heart and the tenacity and just like is ready to, to dig in with them. Um, and then they can share uh, what shepherd means to them and in the community with, and um, it's just a pleasure getting to know you. So thank you. Yeah. Uh, hey, if there's ever anything that I can help with or um, which I don't know what that would be, I can't really virtually hold a baby, but I don't mind holding babies. Okay. I, my, my, babies are way older now they're not babies anymore but i i can somebody put through a baby in my arms the other day and i was like i remember how to do this i can do that so when i come to visit and if that's all going on you put a baby in my arms and i'll be good i'll, I'll just hand you a baby and say there you we'll go just we'll just roll with it i totally will i totally will um and I'm, I'm gonna be there at the end of the month so i and i've told alan and jay like i want to go around and i want to see all the locations and what all the fellows I want to see the staff in different departments. Like I need an update and all that stuff going on while I'm talking to people so that I'm, so that I'm current and can share um, just the vision and, and, and the passion there. So I look forward to meeting you in, in person. Yeah. Um, That's exciting. At the first week of August. Yay. Yeah. Well, you have a great evening and a good weekend and I'll talk you to you too. later. All right. See ya. Cool. Thanks. Bye. Thank you.